Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. What do we got today, Rick? We got the Week 7 Waiver Wire Report. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Well, friends, Week 6 in the books... Currently, I have the um, Buffalo Bills against the Kansas City Chiefs on my phone. So if I emotionally react, that is why. Okay. And you got to. I need Josh Allen to get a million and 65 points. I'm four points down right now. Now, that should be easy enough. It's It's what, like the second quarter? Yep. I think you'll be fine. Well, you know. I would hope. You know what will happen? It'll be like a 60-yard touchdown catch for Cole Beasley. It'll just end my week. I have Josh Allen. I mean, how many fantasy points is that for him? Uh, that depends on how, what our scoring is, but it'll probably be more for Beasley. <laughs> yeah. Um, welcome to the Week 7 content for the Fantasy Champions. We are cruising. That means that after week seven, you have six weeks, six dang flabbing weeks of the fantasy regular season. Really? It's only six weeks? Yeah. And it also means that you are three weeks away from your your, uh, trade deadlines if you have a trade deadline week 10. So time is flying for most of us. Uh, we have, I was at, at our home league meeting. I meant to bring up when we were going to do the trade deadline. Totally forgot to do that. So now we're going to have a giant argument mid season about it. Or I could just yep. quietly change it to week 12. <laughs> Cause I feel that like would, um, that would be, definitely cause some ruckus. They'd be like, like, what are you talking about? I mean, I like trading until week 12. I find it interesting and fun in December. You're making trades. Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, so we're going to talk about the waiver wire on this episode, break down some uh, guys you should add. Um, obviously some interesting things happen this week in terms of injuries and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll break, we'll break all that down on the Friday episode, but some of it might pop into the show because, uh, you might need to pick some handcuffs up. So before we jump into that, uh, check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF champs on Instagram at the fantasy champions. You can like us at facebook.com forward slash the fantasy champions. If you're listening on Apple podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platform, please leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. Also, if you're listening, I totally forgot. Like you're listening on the podcast, just subscribe easy. Enough. Yeah. Do I, I don't understand. Like if you listen to content on, on YouTube and you're like, Oh wow, these guys are, I like these guys. And you take the time to leave a comment. You should also take the time to subscribe. It's easy as that. Just do it. Just don't easy. even think about it. Like you just you hit subscribe. It's like the yeah. easiest thing you could do today to support our brand. And we're not asking you for $10 a month. We're not asking you for money. We're just asking you to subscribe. Simple as that. Get us to a thousand subs on YouTube. And uh, if you do that, uh, Morgan will shave my head. I will shave his head if we reach a thousand <laughs> before, before the end of the season. There is a timeline yes. on that yeah, because in two years, people, somebody, somebody will be like, remember that time two years ago, you said that, uh, Oh, Mahomes just fumbled it. And he, he recovered. That's all right. 
Anyway, so um, doing that all, all, all podcast. Yes, I'm going to be stopping. And I literally have the phone right next to my computer, and I'm watching this. That was a terrible snap. Um, so let's jump right into the week seven waiver wire. So can you give sure. me? Um, we're gonna well, you know, as as per normal with quarterbacks, there's no one that you want to run out and add unless there was an injury at quarterback, um, which I don't believe we had this week. Um, so just give me, uh, give, no. give me an, give me a, you know, an option, uh, for streaming. Um, you know, when looking at some of these names, it's funny. Everybody was talking about, uh, <clears throat> Kirk cousins, including us. He, I think he was our start of the week. Wasn't he? Yeah. This past week. And I hated it and I think he stunk, but, um, he still got like 20 plus fantasy points, uh, in trash time. So, yeah. you know, even, even if it doesn't seem like it's a perfect matchup, I think trash time is important. Mm. Uh, if he's available in your league, someone who's been good, mm. uh, I think Justin Herbert against the Jaguars is somebody who I'd look at. Uh, who was the first guy you said Herbert and who else? Uh, I, I didn't say anybody else. I was just mentioning Kirk Cousins. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Got you. If he's available in your league, which I don't think he is, but mm. Matt Stafford's playing the Falcons this week, which is a fantastic matchup. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kirk Cousins looked them up in the fourth quarter in trash time when mm-hmm. they were playing prevent defense. But still, um, fantasy points are fantasy points. So I think Matt's. Hold on a second. I'm just looking at some of these numbers. Jimmy Garoppolo at New England? Uh, no, gosh, no. No. No, I mean, like, come home, honey. <laughs> Jimmy G's coming back to New England. Let's go. He is. I'm, I'm just actually built to get three interceptions on him, though. So yeah, I got homo up. there on Jimmy Garoppolo for a second. Yeah, you did. Sheesh. Um, I was a little bit. You don't tell me you're not excited to see Jimmy Garoppolo in New oh, England. Oh, I am. Don't get me wrong. But uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think, could have a big bounce back week this week too against Houston. If anybody drops them, drops them after just like a yeah. poor re- a reaction over this week. But I'd say probably Herbert. What about um? Probably gonna be available. What about Bridgewater? Yeah, I mean, that's he's probably owned, play. but if he's not, I would check. Um, he's playing New Orleans, so I mean, it's I don't know a, if he's going to be owned in a one quarterback league. Yeah, uh, and, and against New Orleans, it, that's not definitely not a bad matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe he could fa- be have a favorable game script too. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be a chance that they're like losing late by a touchdown or something. It should be a yeah. good game either way. So he'll be forced to throw the ball. I don't know if so you, that shouldn't be a bad one. I don't know if you referenced Daniel Jones, but. Uh, I did not. It's a gross one, but it's Thursday um, night football too. Yeah. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, that's why I was kind of. It's just. Yeah, so I don't gross. like quarterbacks on, but he usually does okay. And well, I don't want him to say that without. Um, Proper evidence. Some. I, I don't think this is a great start, but Carson Wentz has been okay. I was. Um, I was actually. He might, been, fantasy wise, he actually has not been. As bad he's as he not as been as bad as you would think, but he's also on Thursday night. So yeah. going by my traditional, I'm not going to start guys on Thursday night football. Ideal. I will avoid him. There's not a lot of streaming options yeah. at this point. Um, as far as what I can see, um, you do have, according to uh, who's Derek Carr playing this week. Uh, the Raiders play the Buccaneers. That's kind of a tough matchup. Yeah, I don't know that I would start him against. But Derek Carr has had a couple of good matchups. Sure. I, I was thinking about a trade I made in Dynasty League earlier this year. I desperately needed a second running back in a team I'm rebuilding, and I traded um, I traded Derek Carr and Lavisca Chenault for um, <clears throat> Mark Ingram, and I feel like an idiot. 
That might be the worst trade. It might be the worst. I knew it was a bad trade when I made it, but I was so desperate for a running back. Yeah, you, you should have just knew you weren't going to win. You're in a rebuild and you still trade a top rookie. I thought I had a chance. I was like, you know, I got Zeke. I got some pieces here. I can make it happen. <clears throat> Did it two it. seconds before week one started. Never again. Yeah. Never again will I make a trade on the Sunday of week one. I mean, I did the exact. I I made a trade literally at like twelve fifty nine, and then mm-hmm. not being a bad deal. Yeah. So, I think you're just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I was desperate. Honestly, no, I know you. I didn't think Chanel. Literally, uh, I just want to note Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going off right now. Love it. Uh, Love I think they it. just signed Le'Veon Bell just to spite him, and then he's like, you know just what? Again, Frick this. Yeah. Uh, go by. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Might be too late now. So is there any other quarterbacks though that you would want to I think I target? think my big one is Justin Herbert. Okay. Um, Fair enough. And yeah, I, I, other than that, I don't think so. Okay. Um, we'll start off with the obvious. Uh, there were, I think, was there two injuries at running back or one? Uh, it was Miles Sanders was, and Miles Sanders got hurt. Joe Mostert. Mixon. Mostert got hurt. Mostert no, got hurt. Mixon is, left the game, but he came back. He was fine. Okay, is Mostert a long-term thing, or is he? Um, and, you know, it seemed like an ankle injury, so it could be like a, a week or two, maybe. Okay, maybe I don't think there's anybody on the waiver wire that would affect the 49ers besides Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, but I don't. He's been hurt too, so I don't. Yeah, at least McKinnon's from what I know, still available. He'll probably, I think, be the starter. Yeah. Um, if he's available in your league, though, I don't know if he is. Now, also, we had, obviously, some news this past week. Um, Le'Veon Bell was traded to the Jets. I mean, uh, traded to the Chiefs. So that leaves the Jets wide open um, yes. in terms of the running back situation. Oh, this, Mark Ingram also got hurt this week, too. Mark Ingram got hurt. Okay. Um, but, but they have they're, they have a bye week, so I think it's a two-week, two- to three-week injury, so there's a chance he could come back. Okay, yeah, but there's no one There's time. no one in Baltimore that would, would be a backup for him. Um, no. So for me, I think Boston Scott owned in 12% of leagues right now, um, and I would also maybe throw in there in deeper leagues Corey Clement um, as okay. options. Uh, that you can pivot to. He, uh, he, as in Miles Sanders, did not play week one. Uh, touchdown, Clyde. Um, he did not play well in week one when Miles Sanders was out. Did he get a lot of the work, though? I believe so. It was Boston okay. Scott all the way. Never mind. They took back the score holding. Ugh. Forgive me. Play by play the day after is always the best. Um, so Boston Scott, though, uh, is a good addition. I just don't know who who's Philly playing this week. You said it was the Giants. Oh, that's Giants such a tonight, good yeah. matchup. It is. Yeah, I would I would pick up Scott and probably start him in in a flex role because Miles Sanders is out okay. this week. That is confirmed. Yeah, um, you don't have yeah. to hold your breath at all waiting for that. Uh, but Corey Clement in deeper leagues, I wouldn't start him, but I'd pick him up just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, who are you looking at this week for running backs? If he's available in your league, the number one guy on this list I was Justin Jackson. I was trying to talk about um, touchdown Kelsey. Good God. I was trying to talk about the Jets backfield, which we'll get to. But I, I started getting yeah. sidetracked by the Eagles. Um, um, continue. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Justin Jackson. He was on our show last week, and he's going to be on our show this week if he's still available. He actually, I think, had more work than Joshua Kelly. They pretty much split, mm-hmm. but he got a little bit more work than Kelly, and he yeah. uh, outproduced him. 
actually. Mm-hmm. So I think Eckler is out for an, at least another like four weeks, three to four weeks. So Justin Jackson, while he is there, mm-hmm. is going to be a pretty solid RB2. Yeah. Um, they want to buy this week, correct? He's not going to put up the numbers that Eckler was putting up. Yeah. To his but uh, to his extent at least, but he's still going to get like I think he had like twelve fans points and a half PPR. Yeah, so I think he can do that pretty much on a week to week basis. I and think he can be a solid RB two flex play. The uh, interesting thing too is that he, um, yeah, he had six targets and five receptions in the last game they played against New Orleans. Yeah, so yeah. I mean that that is a pretty good floor. It wasn't a it was an ugly. Six targets for five reception. You only have 23 yards, but um, it's still, still a floor in terms of what he can do uh, pass catching wise. Uh, they are playing Jacksonville this week, who ranks right. 30th against the run. So um, if you need a running back, this is the week to pick that guy up. I, I would assume that Justin Jackson being on the bye, not being an influential part of the Chargers offense. I mean, now with Austin Eckler out, he, he kind of is, but um with them being on a buy i think a lot of people kind of cut him um sure and right now he's owned in only 48.9 percent of leagues or people just haven't picked him up but he does have uh he does have an, a very good matchup this week and he's a guy that i would be f- very comfortable starting against against uh what was it the jaguars the yeah jaguars. i mean he had 19 touches this week yeah uh actually sorry he had 20 touches mm-hmm. and joshua kelly had 12 and on the ground, who mm-hmm. a lot of people thought Kelly would be better, Kelly rushed for two point six yards a carry, and Jackson rushed for four point seven. So, yeah, I think I think Justin, Justin Jackson's at the least guy to start this week. He's mm-hmm. going to be the starter. Okay, um, yeah. I, how much would you spend on Justin Jackson or Boston Scott? The handcuffs. Um, if you have Miles Sanders, I'd spend a lot. Or even if you just have any running back that could be out on a bye week this week, and you yeah. need a running back replacement. I'd spend a decent amount on him if you have the money. Like, mm-hmm. what would you say, like 20 bucks? Yeah. It's only going to uh, be one. I would go 15 on Boston, Scott, if he's available. Yeah. And I'd go a little bit more on Jackson. But yeah. Again, it's only going to be for like three or four weeks mm-hmm. until Austin Eckler comes back. Yeah. Agreed. So I'd probably put like 25 on Jackson if he's still, actually, if he's still available, maybe up to 30 with him. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, we also have on this list brought to you by fantasy pros, uh, JD McKissick, who I would not target whatsoever. No. Um, and then you, you have been watching Cincinnati all season. I've watched a couple of Cincinnati games. Haven't had the opportunity to watch all of them. Um, mm-hmm. but Gio Bernard, uh, is also an option on this list. I think that's only because of the potential for usually if a running back does come back in the game, it signifies that they're probably going to play the next week, but the Mm -hmm. Cincinnati Bengals might play it a little bit safer with them considering that they don't really have any hope this season. Um, So I would say uh, they almost beat the Colts though, which is, they were up 21 Very fun. to uh, 21. To yeah. Nothing. You know, what I'm pissed off about this is a perfect week. Perfect week for Jonathan Taylor just to eat people's lives out. He had 12 carries for 60 yards, averaging 5.1 yards a carry or something like that. And you're, yep. you're going to have Cincinnati try to blow out Indianapolis in this game. I'm like, and then, I mean, he got his share of targets, so I'm happy about that. But you made Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor basically non-existent in the offense because Andy decided just to be trash against Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, Bernard, I, th- I think he, cause Mixon's going to be on the injury report, but he's still going to probably play. If he Bernard doesn't play, get, do you want to go after Bernard? I would say no, but 
just want to see what your thoughts are. No, probably not. Bernard had um, a rushing touch. It's so frustrating for Mixon fans. So, you know how they only use Bernard on third down? Yeah. So it's third and goal at like the Mm two-yard line. They put Bernard out there and they run a draw play. So he he took a touchdown from Mixon. And then when Mixon was out of the game for a short period of time, like almost a whole quarter, yeah, um, they put Bernard in for a series or two, and he had eight carries for fifteen yards, so one point nine yards. Per sounds carry. like a it sounds like a successful afternoon. Uh, uh, one point nine yards per carry is pretty pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, pretty effective. Mixon stay, Mixon has stunk too all year. He had just like three yards of carry in this game, but it just shows like just wait till the second half. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's not going to matter for you by then, but <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't go after him. Now, back to the Jets' backfield. If you had to mm-hmm. choose one guy, Frank Gorl or Michael Perrin, um, obviously we saw what happened this weekend with the split in the backfield as to what that looked like. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, head coach, I, I don't know if you even want to call him that, that moron in New York. He should Adam not have an NFL. He shouldn't even have a college assistant job. He's that bad. Um, but Adam Gase... Adam Gase uh, is probably going to give Frank Gore a majority of the work, but who do you think, who do you want in this backfield? Unfortunately, I think you're right because it is Adam Gase. I think Frank Gore will probably get majority of the work, mm-hmm. but uh, I'd rather have LaMichael. Is it like, is it LaMichael um, Perrine? Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, it might be Perrine. It might be Perrin. I'd say it Perrin. Perrin. Okay. We'll just yeah. say Perrin. If we're wrong, we're wrong. Um, I would rather take the chance on him. He's a rookie running back. They took mm-hmm. in the fifth round or fourth round. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has some draft capital, uh, and he's younger. Like I'd rather, I'd rather just take the risk with him. But if I, if you're making me choose between these two, I'd probably pick Death. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Did he say Gore or Death? <laughs> I'd rather quit. I'd rather, I'd rather just jump out a building. I would. I would say, yeah. I, I'm definitely not going after Gore because the Jets' rushing game is not going to get any better. So, but I would take the. You know, he's Michael Perrin's probably going to be free for the most part. So I would most definitely, you know, go out and try to add him to your roster at least as a lower. If you have a revolving bench spot or a couple revolving sure, bench spots. Deep. DP you know, too. yeah, it just add Perrin as a potential, uh, you know, I mean, he had, did not do good against Miami. The Jets as a whole just sucks. So they just do. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, I, I would say I would say Perrin is the guy that I'd add just because of the potential for, you know, a breakout or, or something like that, uh, or mm-hmm. they start giving him more work. But he did get targeted three times for two receptions. So. You know, I mean, there might be a floor for pass catching as well, but we'll have to see what happens with Perrin. He's the guy I add, though, because there's more investment there, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Um, for, uh, I mean, to me, I don't think there's really anyone else. If Gore is out, is, yeah. Gus Edwards might. I think a lot of people would pivot to Dobbins, but Edwards has been the guy there. I did say like 10 minutes ago that there's no one in Baltimore's backfield that would take over that role. I think, I think when plus. Ingram left the game, um, I mm-hmm. want to say they split even the okay. carries, but I could be wrong. So yeah, Gus Edwards might in, in the other side of that, but Baltimore does not have a good rushing schedule this year, strength of schedule wise. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's very bad for running backs. So out of all those guys, I probably, yeah, there's like it at this point in the year, especially in a year where I would say we're, we're definitely having a down season for running backs with the exception of, of of a few. Um, I would say the, the waiver wire running back situation is pretty bleak. 
It is. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, tell me about your favorite wide receiver for this week. My favorite wide receiver for this week? It's so tough. I know number one on this list is Mike Williams. Um, and I, I don't mind Mike Williams. It, it really depends on if Keenan Allen mm-hmm. is still injured. Because when Keenan Allen left that game, that mm-hmm. was when Mike Williams kind of became the number one guy. So I don't know what's the latest on Keenan Allen. I would like to know. But if yeah. he is out for any significant amount of time, like a week or two, mm-hmm. then I think Mike Williams should be an, a must-add because Herbert was targeting hard in that game against the Saints. And he's playing yeah. Jacksonville this week, so there's a chance that uh, it's a good matchup for Mike Williams to hopefully have a big week. Um, someone who's sneaky who's been good, though, is Travis uh, – is it Fulgram? Is it Fulgram, yeah. Yeah, he's been sneaky good. Um, now, granted, <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey still hasn't played. I don't think Deshaun Jackson has played yet. Jalen Rieger is going to be coming back off IR in a week or two. So, yeah, it's a, it's yeah. more of like a, if 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 those guys aren't playing, then Fulgham's a good add because Carson Wentz literally has nowhere to throw the football at this point. Right. So both both, both Williams and Fulgham, uh, they're both kind of. Uh, wait and see options on mm-hmm. the waiver wire. Yeah. Like to see what the rest of that their teams looks like. Right. Uh, but there's really not too, I mean, I don't know, maybe you, you view this waiver wire differently, but I really don't think there's that many, there's not like a great option this week. That I'm trying to spend my money on. Yeah, no, I, I think unless there's an injury, we've hit this point, there's going to be some rookie guys. Mm-hmm. I would, I would suggest that there's going to be some rookie guys that are going to start coming onto the scene as the weeks go along. But I mean, Man, we were talking about how good this tight end, I mean tight end, how good this running, whoa, how good this wide receiver class was going to be this year. Yeah. And they have been very good. I mean, whether it's Judy, CeeDee Lamb, uh, T. Higgins, you've Claypool coming out of nowhere. Like this class is very, very good so far. And I don't know of a of a wide receiver that's a rookie that people wanted to own at the beginning of the season with the exception of Jalen Rieger. Um, who is not already owned right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, cause Henry Ruggs is probably still on the team at this point, yeah. right? Ruggs had a big week. Uh, they had a bye week. He had three targets for two receptions, 118 yards. Just they give need to target him. Fifty-two point two yards per reception. Yeah. So. So there is one guy though on this list. I would say, I would say my favorite guy. Out of everyone on this list is probably actually Tim Patrick. Um, okay. Just because Cortland Sutton is out for the year, mm. uh, so Patrick has kind of played that role. And with Drew Locke back, uh, he's actually been targeting him a decent amount. And the last three weeks on half yeah. PPR, he has 12, 20, and twelve for fantasy points. I don't really see that changing the rest of the season. Uh, I think he's going to consistently get targets at least because Judy's getting his, but but they're also putting the best corner on Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to be kind of actually limited in some situations. So mm-hmm. I think Tim Patrick's just going to play for the, for the season. He's going to play the court in the Sutton role. He's got two again, straight 100-yard games. Even Tim Patrick, though, I'm not really trying to go out of my way. He's had two two straight 100-yard games, um, and he's had three straight double-digit fantasy point weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, that is, that's, a good, that's a good player to go out and try to target. I mean, he's not going to do anything special. I used to, no. He's a 26-year-old fourth-string wide receiver. You know, yeah, but so, with injuries is right now the right receiver too on that. And you you see that same situation with Travis Fulgham. I mean, he's like the he's right. like the seventh string wide receiver. <laughs> the, the only Eagles. difference is though with with Fulgham is yeah the wide receivers are going to be coming back in the next week or two. Yeah, um, with Patrick Sutton's out for the season. 
Yep. That's so. very true. Um, so for me, I, I, I agree with you there with Mike Williams. Mike Williams has got to be the guy. Hope I hope the target trend continues because Mike Williams has had, I think, multiple 1,000-yard seasons as a wide receiver, but uh-huh. just with the way that Phillip Rivers has played the game, he's never really been targeted in um, – you know, he's never been targeted that much in the red zone and down the field in the role that he knows how to play. They don't really utilize him that effectively there. Um, so for me, I think with Mike Williams, it's it's more or less, you know, getting the new quarterback, Justin Herbert, to connect with him. And if yeah. that happens, then you're going to see Mike Williams explode, you know, but I and I, don't, I just don't know if that explosion is going to happen. He had nine targets week one when they had Tyrod out there. He had six targets. What is it? Eight targets this week? Was that is that correct? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if that can if that trend continues, Mike Williams could most definitely uh, sure be a guy that I I would spend thirty bucks on him because I think he should definitely. I'm surprised that he's not owned right now. Okay. Um, but I would spend thirty on him. Fulgham, ten. You had your opportunity last week, but I'd spend ten. He's playing the Giants, so. Mm-hmm. That could be a really, really good matchup for him. Sure, this might um, be the last week for him. Though. Yeah, yeah. So I would, I would do Fulgham maybe as as a flex play. Um, we've been talking about Keelan Cole for a while. I hope he doesn't turn into the uh, Devonte Parker of last year, where we just we just go, oh, Keelan Cole, he's here. Never mind. Bye. Uh, I do agree with you on Tim Patrick, though. I I actually really like him, um, and I think his role can be more steady. So if you had a choice between Fulgham and Tim Patrick, I'd, Tim Patrick, I'd probably take Tim Patrick. Yeah, just because long term. Um, we talked about Jeffrey last week, still not owned. Um, obviously, still he played. still hasn't played. So uh, just keep an eye on that situation. Um, mm-hmm. And then, I mean, outside of that, I don't think as far as like Preston Williams is still out there, not really interested. Russell Gage still out there, not interested in him either. Sterling, yeah. Sterling Shepard, he was hurt, right? Yes, he's been injured. So um, he might be coming back soon, so that might be a decent ad. But outside of that, I mean, there's not, you know, the only guy that I would even remotely look at is Jalen Rieger. Um, yeah. If he... Yeah, I think he's still out, though, another, like, two weeks. Yeah, if okay. well, that's what I was going to say. Just keep an eye on him. Like, if you have injured reserve right. spots, you might be able to pick him up and throw him on there. Sure. Um or throw him into the IR slot, but you know, it is what it is. So I think that'll do it for wide receivers. Unless you have anyone that you yeah. desperately no, I think want. That's it. Um, at tight end, give me a tight end that you would be somewhat interested this week. Okay. I actually love this one. If he's available, it's Dallas Godert. Oh, you uh, have to get him if he's available. Like if he 100%. is available and you're like, he's only, uh, it's surprising to see that he's only owned at 32% of the week when he was out there with Zach Ertz, with Jalen. He Rieger. might be, he might be more targeted and more efficient in the offense right now with, with instead of Zach Ertz, like he might be coming yeah. the tight end one. Um, with the, but with those guys in, in the lineup in the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. when not the whole team was healthy, but at least some of the team was healthy. Yeah. He was still getting targeted like eight times, like seven, eight times a week. Yep. Um, and now if he comes back, which I think there's a chance he could come back this week, although they're playing on Thursday night. So maybe not. Mm-hmm. But if he does end up going back this week, Zach Ertz is out. Miles Sanders is out. Right. Uh, there's a, Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson probably both won't play. Still, Jalen Rieger's not going to play. There's a chance this week he could, he could get like 13 targets at the tight end position. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when those guys come back, for the most part, Goderick still is, gets involved in the offense. So he should, yeah. he should be picked up in all formats this week. I agree. I won't add anything there. Um, 
it, like, uh, how did you reference how long he's out for? Dallas Godert. Yep. Uh, he was out for three weeks, I think about three weeks ago. So there's a chance he could come back this week. But, yeah. Adam. Uh, because it's a, it's a short week. There's a chance that he's probably going to play the following week. Yeah. So I would add him this week. Just get ahead of the eight yeah. ball on that. Um, there's no other tight ends that I would add. So with that being said, that completes our week seven waiver wire show tomorrow. We have some good stuff coming your way. Uh, I believe it's the trade targets, trade targets, obviously, uh, so be sure to check out the Trade Targets episode. Um, thank you for listening to this episode of the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and we will see you tomorrow, Fantasy Champs. Later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube, and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs. <laughs>